Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight is our Thanksgiving episode. Holy crap, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's come really fast. They let, you know, we, I know we said that like a month or two ago. Like, right. around the corner. Here it is. <laughs> Um, last week, uh, we had talked to, uh, Dr. Hill Fordero. Um, so if you guys haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend listening to that. Uh, she talks about STEs, uh, spiritually transformative, uh, experiences. Uh, we had a great conversation with her, so I highly encourage everybody to go listen to that episode. Um, but we are here, uh, it is already Thanksgiving-ish when this is released. Uh, so I had thought, you know, let's try and find something new for our Thanksgiving episode because we have done an array of things trying to link Thanksgiving to the paranormal. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of hard hard to do that because there really isn't a whole lot when it comes to the paranormal and Thanksgiving wrapped together. With that being said, <laughs> what did you think of what I sent you for this week's episode when you first saw it? I thought it was, well, I mean, I thought initially it was some sort of like, just a joke, like an artist <laughs> rendering or something that you're sending me. I was like, what is this? And I started reading through it and realized, oh no, there's people who believe in this thing supposedly <laughs> right. um my, my favorite my favorite part about this article now my mine is uh, we'll get into all of it but you know a lot of it is just looks like nonsense uh or reads as nonsense but i think my favorite part are the pho- are the photos that were shared in the article at the bottom at the at the end <laughs> of it yeah <laughs> as you as you look uh, at the article which you guys will have the link to it's like yeah that is 100% photoshopped but the actual encounters are interesting um, so what we're talking about if you guys have never heard of this because Eric and I sure as hell never had uh, is called the Gobble Squatch and what is the said, Gobble Squatch you say <laughs> that's, the, that's the end of the show folks Gobble Squatch <laughs> happy Thanksgiving Um, so the guy that wrote this article, uh, had, uh, came across this retired professor, Wesley Wimscott. Uh, his report was interesting, uh, but 
he also found a few discrepancies in Professor Wimscott's uh, encounter or, or article paper. Uh, he based the existence of this creature on folklore of the Native Americans who lived along the Catawba River in the state of Virginia. He states that Catawba means feather as long as a tree, when in fact it actually means one, a Native American people formerly inhabiting territory along the Catawba River in North and South Carolina, now located in Western South Carolina, and two, a reddish North American grape developed from the fox grape. Um, so, where did this thing come about? Supposedly, Cherokee Indians wore imitation giant wattles, the thing underneath the turkey's neck, um, around their necks as part of their ceremonial garb. He said they, uh, he, meaning the professor, said they were made from gourds tied with deer sinew. Interestingly, he said they did this in a pre-colonial time. So does that mean no Westerner witnessed this behavior? And why did they stop? Uh, the next part of this is legend of Powhatan. Powhatan legend of Cayuque, or giant dropping of death, is an ancient tribal story about the tribe's first chief who set off for the mountains to fast for 15 days and 15 nights to hear the gods' suggest suggestions for ending a drought, but was killed by a falling liquid bomb at dusk when running excitedly home and passing under the branches of a huge tree. Professor Wilmscott thinks that the custom of celebrating Thanksgiving Day with a turkey came from the Native American tradition of hunting all the turkeys they could find on one day as a defense against the development of any more gobble squatches. Now, with that being said, hearing all of that and already noting that this guy questioned the professor what are your thoughts about all of that? I mean, it sounds like nonsense. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. Like, <laughs> this is like one of the 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 oddest stories that I've that I think I've read through. Because not only does the story itself just seem odd, but when you look at the supposed evidence that this professor. Uh, Wimscott put together to try to support this idea. It's just, it, it doesn't work. It like none of it is what he says it is or says it means or whatever. And the problem is, is there's no paper, like no, there, there's no documentation linking anything that he says to actual sources or facts. Uh, so all I'm seeing here is just a tale of a creature that supposedly lives in the Blue Ridge Mountains. So, nothing that you've seen in your Appalachia uh, cryptid group that would even hint at something like this? Uh, no, but I, I also didn't post it into the group. I was going to wait until next week, actually, when we release the episode. Or, okay. You know, this weekend. So, um, I would have so thought I, that somebody's seen one. 
well, I mean, looking through what this guy says in the article, it seems like it. So I wanted you to read through the accounts of, of what this guy came across. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> oh, you're literally asking me to read the, the account. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's okay. off his game this week, folks. It's Turkey Day, no, and he's well, already getting started. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. No. So, <clears throat> so there have actually been a number of reports. Uh, here, it's documented about four reports specifically that supposedly. Uh, are linked to this gobble squatch. So the first one takes place in 1672, where a young man who lived in the Blue Ridge Mountains uh, was hanged for his uh, heresy uh, that he had seen a huge turkey with a wingspan greater than the throne of the Almighty. Aside from that one little piece of information I just gave you, there is no further details as to where this occurred, nor any paperwork to actually back up uh, that this person was uh, hanged for this claim. Uh, usually you would find some sort of documentation uh, throughout the history books. Uh, same thing that happened. You know, we've talked about the Salem witch trials. There's a whole history, uh, full documentation on on the, 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 the trials themselves. All the paperwork was drawn up and here we're finding nothing. The next one, which just, this one just doesn't make sense to me at all, but you know, hey, we'll see uh, what you guys <laughs> think. Thomas Jefferson was supposedly sent home from school in 1750 because he kept using the word gobbledygook. It was pointed out, I can't even say the word without laughing. Uh, it was pointed out that gobbledygook was a local Virginia word referring to those who doubted the existence of a giant gobbler in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, I actually wouldn't put it past Thomas Jefferson to probably say something like gobbledygook. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if this was uh, Benjamin Franklin in this story, I would probably buy it and say, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> because if anyone has ever read through Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, I'm the dude's a little wacky. There he is. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, look at the era he came from. Though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Now he invented some. He invented things that, like, prior to reading his autobiography, and I've read his autobiography probably oh nearly ten years ago now for school. Uh, and it was one of the, one of the most interesting books that I've read. I actually wanted to buy a, a actual copy of it uh, because I ended up printing out like basically was 80 something pages uh, from my parents printer and read it that way. I still oh. have it uh, at their house, uh, but I want to get the actual book. Uh, but you know, he invented things like the library. He started the library, the firefighters, uh, the fire department, mm -hmm. he started the fire department, you know, so things like that, that you would never even really know or realize. Um, but it's a good book. If anyone's interested in reading his autobiography, I do recommend it. With that said, the next story, Foreman Sid Sawyer reported that his men heard uh, a frightening falsetto of rumblings that set the men uh, basically scared at night. Uh, constant thunder as of giant beating wings, unclearable mounds of white stained excrement beneath the branches of the most desirable trees. That was in 1861 and the Virginia Lumber Company scrapped, apparently, their plans to clear cut 
Mount Mitchell after hearing those stories because they too became too scared of the gobble squatch. The final story is supposedly a tale in which the Wright brothers, who had spent nearly three months in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia developing their first plane in 1903, the prototype supposedly had a huge wingspan with gourds draped over the fuselage. They named it the Warbler, and apparently it never took off. <laughs> Which, do turkeys fly? Uh, not long distances, but they, yeah, they can take flight. It's just, they don't get very far because of their size. Um, so with those, with those, uh, um, encounters to me, we've, we've already talked about this on the show, but it very, it gives me a reminiscence of the legends behind the Thunderbird. Mm-hmm. Just a giant bird uh, that flies through the sky. There are other legends that uh, it can actually shoot lightning out of its eyes, or you know, there are so many different legends with the Thunderbird. But it that's after you read that uh, one for Sid Sawyer. Mm-hmm. That's what it made me think of. Well, it, the the difference, though, in my opinion, is that the stories of the Thunderbird. Uh, even continue to this day. There are sightings of the Thunderbird. I know we've talked about the Thunderbird. We have a whole episode on the Thunderbird, guys. If if you just go onto our website or really any podcast, uh, but definitely our website and just type in Thunderbird, it'll take you straight to the episode that we did on the Thunderbird. Uh, it's a really fun episode, and you know there's there's modern depictions of what people believe the Thunderbird actually is. Um, a, a, a real bird that exists in the Northwest uh, as opposed to this, you know, mystical creature, but the Thunderbird has stories even to this day of people supposedly seeing it. Uh, we have friends who have actually told us within recent years that they were driving down a back road uh, in Canada or somewhere in the U S and they thought they saw a Thunderbird uh, flying overhead. These particular stories that we just shared regarding the, uh, the Gobble Squatch take place between 1672 and 1903. That's a very long time ago, right? So well over a hundred years and more. Um, so I, I don't, you know, I don't, it's just weird. And none of them really link. Like people aren't saying like these stories aren't overlapping. The, the, the biggest overlap is probably, probably the, uh, the wingspan. You know, this creature having a big wingspan, that's about it. So it's hard to really judge based on just a few accounts. Um, but I think you're right. when It when it does sound a lot like the Thunderbird. And when people are going to bring up some sort of subject matter like this, they're probably going to refer to either a Thunderbird or something like a pterodon or some dinosaur that used to live. Right, right. Well, and... When when people uh, talk about the Thunderbird, um, that is kind of where people's minds go now because it has been linked to the, the pterosaur or pterodon uh, sightings in, um, oh gosh, I, I think like Washington and Oregon and, and states like 
in the the West Coast. Um, there have been some in the in the Middle East, Middle East, or Midwest USA. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, when people think of the Thunderbird now, they think of those sightings compared to the actual Native American folklore of the Thunderbird, uh, basically a giant bird. So, um, so <laughs> I figured we could kind of discuss these three pictures. Folks, if yeah. you're listening to the episode, I-, I encourage you to click on the link for the article, um, because there was no other article that I could find on this really. Um, at the end of this article, it basically states that, uh, the prevailing theory of where the gobble scotch gobble squatch went was the Northwest territories with their rainforests and dense cover, uh, where it aligned with none other than Bigfoot. And possibly that's where the name gobble squatch was finally coined for this thing. Um, after hearing these different accounts, um, and I, I did see something where it said, you know, the gobble squatch is actually the pet of Bigfoot. Again, no evidence to concur that at all or even give give any type of credence to that story. Um, right. And, folks, before you, you judge Eric and I for doing this episode, I think both he and I can both agree that we do not believe that this is even remotely a thing. Um, Speak for yourself. I think he's out there. You think so, huh? You you don't think you that the Bigfoot is out there, but Gobble Squatch is 100%. Dude. The, the evidence is so overwhelming in your mind. Uh, that... our, uh, the, the forests are crazy riddled <laughs> with, with, with Thanksgiving birds around this time of year. And I, can't, I tell you, that on Thanksgiving night, that is the Wednesday night prior to Thanksgiving, you sit outside long enough, you'll hear the gobble. It'll echo through the trees, and you'll know he's he's out there. Okay, so, folks, you're listening to this f- firsthand. I want you sitting out there Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, and I want recordings of this this gobble that vibrates through the trees wherever you're at whether you're at your parents house or at your house and i want to hear the gobble squatch call okay <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll see if i can summon them <laughs> i have to look up to see how to summon turkeys <laughs> uh, a turkey call duh you think he has the same call as a regular turkey i would well i mean at least to come and try and eat the smaller turkeys, maybe? I don't know. All right. Probably shouldn't probably shouldn't greet him with a roaster though, huh? Probably not. Okay. Alright. With that being said, the evidence uh, the photo f- photographic evidence that is on this article, which this person absolutely does not believe that this either are just three photos. Two of them involving a feather from the Gobble Squatch and a car 
one of which looks like it rammed into the giant feather. The other one looks like the giant feather fell on top of the car. And then the last one is just a giant turkey in the forest. Yeah, I mind that turkey in the forest. It's not even like a real turkey in the forest. It's a animated or CGI picture. Is it? Of it's so turkey. small, it's kind of oh, yeah. hard to tell. Yeah, it is. I mean, so are the feathers. and They're very clearly not real feathers. <laughs> also, the fact that these feathers are able to crush cars kind of puts the, uh, you know, the whole story of being light as a feather or how a feather is lighter than air to rest because clearly this feather is not all that light <laughs> well it's literally crushed a ferrari but they're not talking about giant feathers how do we know <laughs> they just said feather that's a very broad term <laughs> that could be any feather <laughs> regardless whether you guys believe this or not if you've heard encounters um we would love to hear them but this particular article i i mean obviously was was making very light on on what this is and the name of the article is gobble squatch legendary creature or holiday hoax but with it being thanksgiving i thought you know what let's let's do a little bit lighthearted show um and i never heard of this before apparently it it is a legend of some kind um but is it an actual giant turkey or if is it something else completely not really sure but the the photo evidence is absolutely horrendous and i would not give any credence to a legend that has evidence like this. I mean, it's one thing when we talk about the Bigfoot or Sasquatch and their, their uh, pictures are blurry, mm-hmm. but this is, this is obviously Photoshop. I, I have no doubts in my mind about that at all. Um, But with that being said, um, we're going to take a quick break. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on KillerPodcast.com and Paratruth.com and anywhere you can find great podcasts. Uh, But we'll take a quick break. You'll hear a quick commercial and we will be right back with Paratruth Radio. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. 
So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And whether or not you believe in the Gobble Squatch, it well, believes in you. In, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, so I've actually been doing some research on our break here to, to look up some other stuff. And I found a few more stories that are slightly more recent about the Gobble Squatch uh, that I thought were kind of interesting. Okay. And these mostly take place between 1927 and 1967, it looks like. Um, nope, make that 2008. So again, this this comes from urbanlegendsonline.com. I don't know how accurate these stories are. Obviously, they could just been simply made up for this article. But it's possible that people actually, you know, turned in these these stories. So anyway, Richard Densmore published his seminal work, How Nations Are Named. While roundly discounted by experts, his theory that Mustafa Pashi was actually a very nomadic Cherokee who founded and named the sprawling nation of Turkey after a long stint in North America which is an interesting part of the Gobble Squatch les- le- uh, legend, believing that he saw this turkey and then named the nation. Um, in February of 1942, 37 recruits sought to avoid war service by hiding in the hills of Virginia. And in April of that same year, 33 of the AWOL soldiers finally, finally reported for duty, all reporting uh, that not even German Air Force could drop anything as vile as those birds do. Quote, unquote. Doesn't say gobble squatch, but it just says what those birds do. So who mm-hmm. knows? In 1967, May of 1967, a Virginia hippie commune became the first to swear off marijuana use. This is in quotes. We toke up on green tea now, explained founder Zeke Zapper Sternbum to Time magazine. That stuff was making us see huge turkeys that pecked holes in our VW camper and swallowed our sleeping bags whole. Real turkey? Or were they just hallucinating because of the marijuana? Hmm. And then finally... In previously censored transcripts from the Space Shuttle's 2008 mission, Virginia native and NASA astronaut Leland Melvin is heard marveling from space. He says, Jesum, look at the Great Lake from up here. Looks like a giant claw print from Gobble Squatch, and it's heading west. So apparently, and like you said, who knows the the actual uh, credence to each of these stories? But it, 
with that particular one, people know of this legend or story, whatever. Right. So why have we never heard of this? I, cause I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, it, I, I, I don't know what to say about this because we talk about giant creatures all day long uh, or mm-hmm. for however many years we've been doing this. Um, and to your point that you mentioned at the beginning of the show before the break that there are so many forested areas out there. You know, we've, we've talked about how we've kind of not really come on one side or the other of the fence, but we're at least willing to give somewhat of an idea or merit to Bigfoot being real because there are so many forests that have not been completely uh, uh, adventured through. Um, Even more so, our oceans are so deep that we haven't even come up with any type of material that can go deep enough to actually... uh, give evidence to everything that's in the ocean. But, um, I, yeah, I, through the, this little bit of material that we found, I'm not so sure, man, that gobble squatch is an actual thing. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to take a, a somewhat logical approach to the gobble squatch. Um, being that there's so little evidence on it and there's no real origin to the story itself, like you would see with anything from creepypasta.com, for example, Slender Man in this case, uh, it is highly possible that there is or was a turkey that was abnormally large. Now, maybe not to the size of what we see in these photos and what we might think of when we think of Bigfoot, uh, Sasquatch, stuff like that. But nonetheless, maybe this creature could be slightly larger than your average turkey, uh, maybe even double the size uh, to an extent. If there's some sort of deformity or maybe there's some sort of, I don't know, you know, maybe it overate. <laughs> it was a really fat turkey. Like, I think there are some logical explanations behind the gobble squatch. And then it just kind of carried on uh, with various stories that seemingly change from one account to another, minus large wings and giant bird droppings. Uh but again, well, in this day and age, though, we can actually see proof of that from um, hormone injections in animals. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I, I think there is at least in that sense, some sort of reasonable explanation behind the gobble squash. Maybe he does exist or she, uh, but maybe it's not quite what we think it is when we think of gobble squash. Because I think when we think of gobble squash, I, I know that when we think of the word gobble squash, we're thinking something that's like six, seven feet tall. Right. Right. And multiple feet wide. Right. Uh, with the ridiculous pictures, if you guys haven't looked at, you should look at. Um, it's a definite, it's an over-exaggeration, period. Uh, mainly in the fact that the photos are fake, but also most people are looking at this creature as being a, like ridiculously large. Uh, so yeah, you know, I don't know. You know, it's when you look throughout history, you think of 
uh, the types of birds that Thunderbirds uh, were supposedly based off of. Uh, you think of pelicans uh, near the seashore and stuff like that. But there are really big birds, mm. and it's possible. Uh, even herons, bald eagles, various types of hawks, um, uh, uh, vultures in particular are crazy huge, um, turkey vultures. So, yeah, you know, I think there's definitely an explanation in there somewhere just how it began that we don't know. And you, you brought up Turkey vultures. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what this legend came from. Um, because it, they don't really look like turkeys, but there is a little bit of a similarity there to the point that if somebody is scared, we talked about this numerous times on the show, uh, fear is a huge factor when people see something that isn't real. Mm-hmm. Or isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, something that I, I kind of wanted to bring up because it, it's been kind of interesting the past, I'd say, couple weeks of me manifesting things for myself. Um, some examples, and my wife is probably going to kill me for saying this. Um, this just today we were we were having issues with a uh bobcat that sh- she inherited from her dad to clear snow f- at the shop and stuff um I, I thought you i'm sorry hold up hold up i thought you meant like a literal bobcat that she oh, inherited yeah no machinery like, bro <laughs> how come i don't know about this <laughs> i want the bobcat <laughs> <laughs> Bobcat machinery. Um, okay, and she'd got it in this. She'd got it started uh, last Thursday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Uh, she had tried starting it, had no idea how to start the Bobcat because she hadn't done it in a really long time. Um, so we had had a friend come over, jump it, and it started right up. Um, after she had shut it off that day, we could not get it started. Could not get it started. Uh, she called Bobcat yesterday and said, you know, just plug it in overnight. And I started praying on it. I started thinking, you know, it's going to start. It's going to start. Uh, where she was on the negative side of it, and because she's been very emotional because it's the holidays, and, you know, her dad had passed away this past year. Um, and and she's just not she's not been in a very good mind space. So we got to the shop. I had plugged in the jump starter that we bought, uh, or hooked it up to the Bobcat, which already in my mind I was thinking we don't need this. Um, and she got in it, started right up, no problem. And I went over to her and I'm like, see. All you got to do is think positive and it's going to be okay. And she's like, I'm tired of thinking positive. Well, things react to people thinking negatively or positively. Um, and, and we have, we've talked about this too, about manifesting something that isn't a real thing. You, you just brought it up. Uh, creepypasta slender man. Mm-hmm. There really is no evidence of any type of being. I, I mean, there are some legends of uh, beings with no faces and tentacles coming out of their back, but 
there was never a a legend of this very tall, faceless white creature wearing a suit that steals people's children. There was nothing in that legend at all that I was just talking about with the the creatures, uh, other than if you look at um, some some stories by oh gosh, what's his name? It'll come to me. Anyways, um, like like oh like H. G. Wells or, H, or uh, uh, not H. G. Wells. Um, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Gosh, I don't know why I couldn't think of it. But if you if you look at the legends of Lovecraft, some people were saying that uh, maybe Lovecraft was seeing these these beings, and um, that that's where his his stories were coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'm talking about manifestation, we can manifest things in our reality if we believe them enough. And you've even mentioned about uh, in the Bible and how to ask God for things. You really have to believe that it's already there for him mm-hmm. to give them to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of where my mind went to uh, reading through this article and, and not really finding a whole lot of anything else, but you actually found another article on it. Um, is that maybe people got so so scared of these legends or, or accounts, if you will, that that's how this whole thing came about. Right. I mean, and that could very well be the case, you know. Um, it, it's hard to say. Like, it, just it, with any of these cryptids, you know, they're, they're, they're cryptids for a reason, you know. Cryptozoology is... The study of creatures that are unknown, basically, you know, creatures that shouldn't exist. Right. Uh, speaking of, I do have something to share now. Mind everybody, as of this recording, it is November fifteenth of twenty twenty-two. With that said, today in creepy history, November fifteenth of nineteen sixty-six. Do you know what happened on this day in November fifteenth of nineteen sixty-six? November 15th, 1966. Mm-hmm. Doesn't ring a bell. That's surprising to me. It takes place in West Virginia and at the border of Ohio. Oh, Mothman. Yeah. So today, November 15th, 1966, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, 12 a.m. Roger and Linda Scareberry are driving with. Is that really? Oh, Scarberry. I'm going to say Scareberry. That's an interesting name. <laughs> Scarberry. <laughs> are driving with another couple, Steve and Mary Millette, uh, through what is locally known as the TNT area, a munitions factory during World War II. It is now abandoned and slowly being reclaimed by the surrounding forest. As they pass the, nor- as they pass the North Power Plant, Linda spots two red glowing eyes in the darkness and screams. Her husband's 57 Chevy inexplicably stalls for a moment. And in those seconds, the two couple uh, couples witness a menacing six to seven foot tall humanoid creature with wings folded on its back. Terrified, Roger guns the engine and the car roars away. 
The creature spreads its wings and gives chase. The nightmarish entity pursues the car the entire seven miles back to Point Pleasant, with speeds exceeding 100 miles per hour. Roger Roger drives straight to the Mason County Courthouse, where they report their encounter to the deputy in charge, uh, Millard Halstead. Roger then leads the police back to the area, but no sign of the creature was found. That was the first day that Mothman arrived in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. And we all know what happened not too long after that. Yeah. And it's been so long since I've done research on Mothman and heard the legend. Yeah, the the date didn't even register. Um, Interesting. Too bad you're not doing the random facts. That could have been a good random fact. <laughs> it would have been a good random fact. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys just got a random fact while recording this episode. So you're welcome. Um, so that's Gobble Squatch. Uh, in my opinion, take it with a grain of salt. Do some research. Very possible, I guess, that it is a real thing. It, in my personal opinion, it is not. Um, but Eric is going to be sitting outside Wednesday night trying to record the gobble of the gobble squatch. Mm-hmm. He'll have to do we'll a Facebook Live. Have it. <laughs> by, the, by the time you guys hear this, though... We will have released it alive if he actually catches anything. Um, <laughs> but Or if it catches me. Oh, actually, this will be released before Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. So, yeah, mm-hmm. be paying attention to the Facebook and, and any other social medias. Um, if you guys didn't know, we actually are on TikTok now, which Eric has released two videos on there. I'm actually going to try three. and get on there. Oh, three. Uh I haven't seen the third yet then. Um, yes, you have. I'm pretty sure you have. I've seen two, the Salem He's... witch and then uh, the the moon cleansing Crystal of crystals. Thing. And then the other one was the broom, the Salem broom. Oh, I haven't. I have haven't watched it yet. No. Oh, so um, he's a he's a host of Prayer to Thready. He doesn't look at the Prayer to Thready TikToks. <laughs> my stuff is so filled with my feed is so filled with stuff it never comes across. Um, but it, I am going guy. to release something on there as well. Um, and, and we plan on keep keep on doing that and going back and forth with releasing stuff on TikTok. But uh, on all of our social medias, we are trying to. Re- release more or at least post more doesn't always happen all the time but um we are close to thanksgiving so i thought we would go with the the tradition that we always do and what are you thankful for this year uh i am thankful to still have a podcast with my buddy me as well uh, I'm also thankful that uh, we're both in very good health, age mm-hmm. considering, uh, but uh, very thankful that although we lost two very important people in our lives this year, not Eric per se, uh, but me and my wife, Shelly, 
Um, no, he's talking about his split personality. <laughs> our lives. <laughs> Meaning you, because nobody believed you exist. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was just doing Whatever. two voices while we record. Um, but uh, I- I'm super thankful that we've only lost two people this year. Um, and that uh, everybody else in our lives are still in very much very good health. Mm-hmm. But, um, anything you're looking forward to for Thanksgiving this year? Oh man, just the food as usual. Uh, so my my I mean my normal tradition is of course dinner with the family and then watching uh, Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving and. Uh, because it's Thanksgiving, it's halfway between Halloween and Christmas, meaning I'm going to watch the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> and as much of a tradition as it was for me to watch Nightmare Before Christmas during Halloween and then during Christmas, I actually missed watching it during Halloween just because it's been such a crazy year. Um, so I might actually do the exact same thing and then watch it on Christmas again too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, so many traditions and, and so many great things that the holidays have brought about. Um, Eric and I have covered so many different things about the holidays over the years. And I hope you guys have enjoyed all of them. Um, so one thing I am super grateful for as well is our listeners. Uh, you guys have helped us grow over the years and, uh, have stuck with us through the many different things that we've gone through, uh, four networks now, uh, we're on network number four. Um, one of which we had tried to start our own and just listening to our gobbledygook through the years, um, I'm super appreciative of all of you guys that listen to Paratruth Radio. Uh, anything else you can think of before we sign off for the day, the night? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you stay safe and uh, eat a lot of pumpkin pie and turkey. And if Especially we need we, go ahead. we need to keep those gobbles we need to keep the gobble squatch sightings down so eat a lot of turkey. <laughs> yeah, do like one of the legends and just eat as much turkey as you can so we don't get another gobble squatch. Um and if you are drinking, uh, as we always say every year, please drink responsibly. If you are uh at somebody's house and you're drinking, have a uh designated driver, Uber, Lyft, taxi, or, or just Stay the night if you have to. Um, do not be on the roads, of course. And if you're in North Dakota or Midwest area where we just got hit with tons of snow, be super safe out there on the roads if you're not drinking uh, because we've had major ice issues here. I don't know about Ohio, but... I mean, we had some snow initially, like a little bit two days ago, and right now it's just like flurries, but nothing sticking. Lucky, lucky dog, you. I'm human. Thank you very much. I don't know, man. After the dating stories. (laughs) What What is that supposed to mean? (laughs) 
I'll leave it at that. You guys can make up whatever <laughs> mind you want about air I mean, stating. Clearly, I'm human then, because if I were a dog, I'd just keep whoever I'm dating. They'd be like, oh, scratching my ears and petting me, and it'd be all fine because everyone loves dogs. <laughs> All right, folks, uh, have a ha- happy and safe Thanksgiving until next week where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.